This isn't a metaphor of God forming something. It's deforming something. Welcome back to Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Senior Lecturer Eric Raymond and Joel Baden, Professor of Hebrew Bible and Director of the Center for Continuing Education. They're discussing Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 11, which is appointed for track 1 of the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, proper 18, in year C. The text is read for you by Mike McAlintal, liturgical minister and chapel communications manager of Marquand Chapel here at Yale Divinity School. Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation, concerning which I have spoken, turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intended to bring on it. And at another moment, I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I had intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord, Look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. Eric, the image of the potter that we have here in this well-known passage from, from Jeremiah is a little bit like some of the language we see at the very beginning of Genesis with God, like forming, you know, humans from, uh, from, from the dust of the earth, but the, the potter and uh, metaphor or, or, or analogy, it actually is, is one that bubbles at the surface a little bit later in, in Israel's sort of literary imagination. Is that right? Yeah. The word itself in Hebrew is yotzer. It's a participial form of the root yatsar and is used in relation to God especially I feel like in, in later exilic and post-exilic texts and becomes more, at least more common in those, in those particular texts. Do you think that, do you think part of that has to do with the fact that just generally God as creator language becomes more prevalent then? I mean, you know, obviously we have it in early texts. We have it in Genesis one and two, both of which are, I think, pre-exilic texts, but so much of, 
what I think of as earlier, uh, earlier biblical talk discussions about God's power have to do with Exodus, have to do with working in history. Um, the creation stuff, I I feel like, yeah, I think about Second Isaiah, right? Like comes up comes up later. Is that that's tied to this? I feel like this? it's it's true. Yes, the the imagery of creation and referring to God as the Creator, creating similar to Psalm one forty eight, where we see the language of creation and numerous different entities that are created praising God. It seems like the image of God as the Yotzer or potter, I don't know, it comes up more frequently in these later texts and is more of a focus of, of attention, especially in poems. Yeah. I mean, you can understand actually, if we wanted to situate this in a kind of broad, very rough kind of intellectual or religious uh, history of, of Israel, creation language, for the most part, logically entails a kind of monotheism, right? Now, it doesn't always, of course. I mean, we have creation accounts from explicitly polytheistic societies, Mesopotamia, for example, um, or, or Egypt. And even in the Bible, some of the creation language, I think, comes from a not purely monotheistic um, place and time. But when monotheism becomes sort of the order of the day and becomes much more widespread in biblical and early post-biblical uh, materials, creation language comes, al- comes along with it. And it makes sense too, right? Because it's something, if you're talking about the created world, it's something that everyone would have access to, whether or not they're in uh, Jerusalem or if they're in Babylon, right? So, or Egypt or wherever they are, it's something that is universally accessible, so one of the interesting things, though, is despite the potter image being such a common one of creation, and that you know that creation notion being invoked in this text from Jeremiah, this isn't actually the potter as creator of something. Right. It's it's sort of in, inverting the uh, the metaphor in a way, accenting the fact what potters actually do when they're sitting at the wheel. They start creating something, it doesn't look right, so they collapse it and start again. And that collapsing aspect of it is here accented in a way that's not really accented in other places, I feel like. Right. It's it's not this this isn't a, this isn't a metaphor of God forming something. It's deforming something. I mean, quite quite literally, if we imagine imagine the, the potter. You know, to me, this is makes good sense. It's it's really a striking image precisely because it sort of has such a clear uh, tie to a, a, a real image, right? Like you can, you can picture this. Generally, the Potter language is, you know, kind of a nice metaphor, but here we're really honing in on the craft of the thing. Um, and and it's, it's, also, it's also sort of immediately uh, relevant to, to Israel's place in, in its own story, right? Because creation doesn't really make sense as the so the, the dominant theme here. Jeremiah here, as so often, uh, is talking not about praising God for God's creative powers or, or for, for anything, really. What this is about is Israel's obedience or disobedience, sin and punishment, right? Repentance and, and reward. What does creation have to do with that generally? Right? Those, those two ideas that are not often brought into a conversation with each other, but they are here. 
the way that these two things are, are, are brought to work together is, you know, recognizing that the creative act already happened. God already formed Israel, as it were, in this, in this analogy. This isn't about praising God for having done so. This is about God, as you said, seeing what God had made and being like, it's, you know, the way that clay sometimes doesn't work in your hands, right? You can't get it. You can't make it do the thing you want it to do. And all you can do with it is sort of return it to lump, right? Mm-hmm. And try and start again, perhaps more carefully, perhaps, you know, with a, with a better plan in mind, knowing what it might do to what it might do uh, in your hands the next time. This isn't God creating Israel. This is God judging the way that a potter judges, you know, how it's coming along. Right. It also situates Israel, I mean, as the as the clay here, in a sort of liminal, precarious position. Eric, you're a potter. When you're making pottery, right, there's a there's that the stage where it's on the wheel. Right. And but then there's what you're supposed to do with it when it's quote unquote done. Right. You take it off and you put it in the kiln and you fire it, and then it never ever changes. But it seems like here it is in a state of sort of permanent flux where uh, it is something that can always be changed. And it's emphasized even in the in the last verse, verse 11, where it's it's paired with the verb to to think. Right. So I am forming against you this uh, devastating thing and. And then the next verse, I or not next clause, I am thinking this thing against you, planning this thing to do against you. The root in Hebrew is chashav, which has this this you know connotations of thinking and thought and planning. So the yotzer is the word for potter, someone who is forming something, but it's something that is not complete. It's associated with thinking and plotting and conceptualizing what's going to happen next. Yeah, this is again in the in the the sense of the text almost being aware, or Jeremiah, if we want to give him credit, being aware of itself as potentially relevant for not just the context to which Jeremiah is speaking, but you know, to, to future context as well. This text tells us. It's never done. Israel is never, you know, put in the oven and and, and fired and 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 finished. There's always this risk, right? There's there's always the possibility of God scrapping the whole thing and returning it to returning it to the to the lump of clay that it started with. Again, to think about this in terms of bring, bringing in a, a a creation metaphor of the potter. And, and even the planning that goes into creation, the sitting down and having the idea of the thing from a lump of clay, the idea of the thing, the, the thing you want it to come out as, right? That's all, that's all this wonderful, creative, positive language that we see elsewhere in the Bible in, in positive terms. But here the same planning, the same forming is, is a threat. And, uh, and I, you know, to my mind, again, I think this is, really among the more marvelous metaphorical and imagistic inversions that we see in, in the text to take something, once you say Potter, everyone's like, yeah, I know where you're going with this. 
right? Like, yes, yes, Potter forming of humans, forming of Israel. I, I, I get the metaphor. But what makes this one so good is it's like, it, it pulls the rug out from under, from under the hearer. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Professors Raymond and Baden, for joining us again. Our website has lots of other resources. It's yalebiblestudy.org. There we have Bible studies, sermons, lectures, courses, pretty much everything you need to prepare a sermon or a Bible study. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer, Helena Martin. Katie Stewart did the transcript, and our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season. It also situates Israel, um, I mean, as the, as the clay here, in a sort of liminal, precarious position. Right? You know, Eric, you're a potter. What do you do with... Sorry. <laughs> I like it. Keep going. No. <laughs> why, why did you say that? Like That's good. It's good. <laughs> I was just why not? Why? No one's going to know. I'm just going to see if he can break. Um. <laughs> I like it. Come on.